And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website. But besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. Uh, lastly, we also recently added a unique new line of t-shirts that have what we call chemistry quotes written out on them that help to spread the positivity as well. So head over to PositiveHead.com, check out all our wares, pick something up to show us your support if you feel inclined to do so. All right, all you Positive Heads, back again for another daily episode of the Positive Head Podcast. Hello, Dalian. What's up, my friend? Hola. Hola, Buenos dias. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be uh, back in the seat doing this again. It is uh, always enjoyable. Always another opportunity to uh, geek out on things wondrous. 
mysterious or silly and funny. Um, yeah, because positive head entails all those things. Um, we, we like to delve down the rabbit hole sometimes or, you know, just uh, look at things in a more sort of careful, playful or, I mean, detached, playful way, I suppose. Or something. Yeah, or something. <laughs> I'm just riffing right now. Or not at all. Um. <laughs> oh, are you going, oh, you're going full on Zen uh, Eastern on me now, huh? Like, are we or are we not? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Here we are talking about things or are we? <sighs> oh, let's see here. Um... Where do we begin? Well, I think we'll just dive right in. Why don't we just dive right into a question that we got? And uh, we definitely appreciate getting questions. This one came from uh, a listener in Europe. So uh, really cool to reach people so so far away and to uh, interact. Any of you guys who have been listening for a while and you haven't written in a question, shame on you. Get, get with it. <laughs> we want to interact with you guys. Uh, drop us an email. It's easy. Drop us a question. We'd love to uh, interact and um, just, you know, have the opportunity to uh, kind of share with you our insight into anything that's going on in your life. It um, is the closest we can get to connecting. It, it's really great, like going out like to events or festivals and running into people. The last two times I've randomly ran into people who listen to the podcast and that's a really cool, cool thing. I wish I could meet everyone, but uh, this is the next best thing. So write us a question, drop us an email and uh, we will uh, hopefully get around to answering your question uh, unless it's a question that's not relevant. <laughs> you stand a great chance of getting your question answered, folks, because we still aren't uh, being inundated with questions no, to right. the point we want where more. we're like, oh my God, another hundred and or right, know, right, right. How do we pick one? No, well, yeah, exactly. 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 So, so yeah, we can afford to give you the personal touch, folks. Exactly, still, exactly. please take advantage of it while you can. Right, right. Act now while supplies last. <laughs> So this question, what I'm wondering about is if you maybe could guide me and help me with a particular area that I have conscience, consciously thought a lot about lately, the power and will to act. I find this to be a quite problematic area in my life, but I want to get better, but without knowing how to do so. There's a lot of things that I want to do in life, big things, but I have such a big resistance to act when something is strenuous from my point of view. I know that I have a very strong willpower, but the power to act is more difficult for me. I think there's linkages to this area between my life right now and my past that I've been forced to do things that I haven't really wanted to do. So my first conclusion of this issue is that I can connect acting with negative thoughts from my past, or it's just because I'm very much a thinker, speaker, and not so much a doer in my nature. Either way, I want to get better to act in this earth life so that I can reach my dreams. What do you think about this? Well, I think this is a very common sort of issue. I know a lot of people who um, who struggle with this, and, and I've always been such a doer, so I think it, it sort of um, – comes a little bit more naturally to me to just be a spaz and do stuff. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I'm someone who would definitely be on that category, the struggling part. Right, right, right. More. Yeah, right, exactly. right. So um, there's so many great things that I can recommend. One, go listen to the Bruce Lipton podcast that we just released. It's all about reprogramming the subconscious mind. So you, you made a great point saying, I think this is from my past. Yeah, it's probably in your subconscious in some way. Well, what you can start doing 
find a YouTube video or something, you know, somewhere out there. I mean, YouTube's just one place. I'm sure you can find them other places where you can um, listen to like binaural beat uh, programming while you sleep um, to to sort of reprogram your subconscious where it will give you affirmations and thoughts about uh, taking action and manifestation and things like this. And listen to this as you're going to sleep, which is when your brain is in the theta wave state and receptive to inputs into your subconscious computer, because that's really what it is it's as bruce lipton talked about it's a uh literally just like a machine and it's been programmed with all these things up until you're seven years old and it's you're wondering why you can think things consciously but get not really get different results the other is changing and it's something that we've talked about uh on the on the podcast recently i can't remember if it was a guest dalian or just you and i were talking about i think we had a guest where he was saying just change up your pattern just make it a commitment to do one thing differently each day. Start changing up. If I'm guessing this person has a, a, a strong pattern doing sort of the same things over and over. Just mix it up. It's really important. It's like, think of a workout. You know, you, you can see these bodybuilders and, and stuff. They'll tell you if you're doing the same exact ec- exercise for a year straight, at first you're doing that bicep curl and you're getting, you can barely move your arms the next day, Right. Two months later, you don't even feel it because you've acclimated. And I think, so what they'll tell you to do is switch it up, do different exercises. You've got to come at it from a different angle. So if you can start just taking small steps, small victories, little things, instead of like getting these overwhelming, huge ideas in your head and I've got to achieve it, you know, forget about that. What is the first action step that's small? It can be as small as, you know, spending 10 minutes today uh, writing out ideas about it. It could be, you know, 10 minutes today researching online. It can be something really little, but set actionable steps that are small and then do them. And when you do them, you'll get that feeling of reward. And when you get that feeling of reward, you'll want more. It's like uh, a kid thinking about doing his homework. It's always way worse than actually doing it. I know for myself, I'll catch myself doing this too. Something is looming over my head that I need or want to do. Um, and it's, it kind of builds up where it's like, oh gosh, it's kind of this looming cloud. Then I actually get in doing it. I can think of this with writing. I have a love-hate relationship with writing. I will think about writing and it's kind of like, oh gosh, you know, but then I get in and do it and it's like, I really get into the mode. So it's once you start, then you've sort of invoke the energy that goes with that activity and it can go from being this looming sort of project to you start getting these feel-good sensations of, oh wow, I'm actually doing what I need to do and I'm actually enjoying this process. So you know, stop overthinking, take small steps is what I would say uh, is a great, great way to, to, to change this and, and change up your routine in some small way each day. Oh, really good. Oh, a wise one you are. <laughs> Master Yoda approves, dude. It oh, isn't sorry. It, isn't I it to, like, I, had to on, I saw something you because online today. Yes. I saw something online today that it's like a Star Wars holiday or something. Yeah, well, today, <laughs> when we're recording this podcast, it's Wednesday, May the 4th. So mm-hmm. today is May the 4th day, which is an pretty much an official star wars day now may of, the fourth be with you may the fourth be with you ah, yeah so i, I, I had to geek out on you there for a second dun, dun. but no that was nerds. also well said brandon because you started out with a piece that's so big and you were like almost like oh i, b- I bet that there's a um you know likelihood that this is what's going on with the past with this mm-hmm. person's past that mm-hmm. asked the question right and i'm like hmm let me think no i think it's the case with pretty much all of us You're so right. there's almost a great certainty that this is this is what's happening <clears throat> Because in my head, I thought, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is the way the past tends to work with us. If it's positive, then, of course, we will have the fond memories, et cetera. But the more negative a past is, the heavier it becomes. So it just drags you down. 
And um, it, you know, tends to make it very difficult to move on in that particular area of your life where you've experienced that negative thing that you will need, you know, a very positive context to integrate into your life to be able to move on and, you know, make that negative thing, whatever it is that brought up a lot of resistance in you into something empowering, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I want to do now is uh, play a clip from Tony Robbins, uh, motivational uh, guru that he is, and uh, hear his take on this, uh, this particular subject. And this one I found on the Motivation Studio uh, YouTube page, how to take massive action and get massive results. Let's see what Tony has to say. Think about what's the holy grail between somebody taking action or not. It's one word, certainty. When somebody is absolutely certain, they, you know, the common word is believe, right? But, you know, you can believe at a general level or you can believe what's certain. When you're absolutely certain that if I do this, it's going to get that result and that result's going to change my life, you'll do it. When you think it absolutely is not going to work, you're never going to do it. The middle no man's land of maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, that's the piece that kills people. Right, so if it's a must for you, you gotta make it work, right? In our case, right, that's an example. If it's not a must for you and you're not sure, you don't know what to do. So I, years ago, I'd look around and say, okay, how do people get themselves to follow through they haven't been following through? What's the difference? And I started interviewing hundreds of people, literally, and eventually thousands, because I had thousands of my events, so I'd ask the group to give me their feedback. And I came up with this model. It's like the holy grail of belief, or the holy grail of momentum. It's like the difference between what makes the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Right? And the difference we all know is mindset, but like, how's that built? So this is what I did. I created stupid little four little boxes, and I'll scribble it here for you. You think about the first thing that determines whether you can do something or not, and I put that in this first box at the top here on the left side, and it's potential. Like, what's the potential of a human being? Like, when you guys started, you proved something no one had done in history. You ran the four-minute mile, right? For golly knows how many centuries, they're trying to run a four-minute mile. Roger Bannister does it. How did he do it? Do you remember? You did it in this industry, right? You made a million bucks in a day. No one had ever done that in history, right? After you did it, a bunch of other guys are doing it because it became possible. Roger Bannister didn't just go physically practice. He made a shift in his head. He practiced in his head because he could never achieve it physically, so he had a change in his head first so that the result became certain enough he believed it, and then his body got him through. After Roger Bannister ran that four-minute mile, within two years, 37 people ran a four-minute mile. That's amazing. Well, no one in history had ever done it. Now, here's how it works. The potential for anybody getting your product is extraordinary. They can do what you've done as much, more, or less. They can do whatever they want to do. The potential's there. The market's proven that. Whether or not they tap into potential has a lot to do with what action they take, which is the question you came to me with, right? Like, you know, God, they all have potential, but they're not taking action. And we all know that the action they take is going to determine the results they get. That's pretty obvious. So, most people have a belief about what their real potential is no matter what you tell them. And that affects how much action they take. And of course that affects the result. And then ironically, that result reinforces their belief. And then that belief affects it. So I'll give you an example. Let's say a person has unlimited potential, we all agree. But they take little action, little results. Why? Because they have to start with a problem with their belief. They don't believe it's really going to happen for me. Maybe for Frank Kearns because he's got the cool hair and stuff. Or maybe it's for you because you're so driven, but it's not me. Maybe Tony Robbins because he's a freak, got these big teeth. Whatever their thought process is, right? They got this thing, right? But what happens is if you believe that there's very little potential, how much action are you going to take? Nothing. Nothing. Little. And when you take little potential with a little action, what kind of results do you get? 
lousy little results. And when you get little results, what does that do to your belief? You go, see, I told you this was a waste of time, sold you this wouldn't work. And then what happens? You tap even less potential, you take even less action, you get even worse results, and your belief gets even weaker. And this sucker feeds on itself until you are in a downward spiral. It's poisonous. It's poisonous and it's self-fulfilling. Now, what if something could happen that could come along and fill you with a sense of absolute certainty? Not like, I believe, but I mean, where you know. In you guys' case, mine as well, we knew because we had to. Because right. we burned the boats. There was no other option. We had to find a way. Had, we weren't going to live that way. We all did it in different ways and for different reasons, but in essence, that was it. If you get yourself in a state of certainty that this is going to work, I'm going to find a way, and if this doesn't work, I will make the way, then you tap a lot more potential. And when you're certain in your potential, you take massive action. And when you take massive action, you really believe in something, you get great results. When you get great results, your brain goes, see, I told you I was a stud. <laughs> I told you this thing would work out. Now you're even stronger. You tap more potential, take greater action, greater results. That's how you went from 300 bucks in a week to 2,500 in five days to 100,000 in a month to a million bucks in a day. Same thing with you. And we get momentum. That's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Now, some people go out and they go, well, I'm going to take a bunch of action, all right? I'm going to open this product. I'm going to try it. And they'll say to you, I even did it. But it's like a salesman who goes and knocks on the door, and he knocks on 100 doors and says, You don't want one of these, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You know? <laughs> and even if he doesn't say it verbally, his face says it because he doesn't believe it's going to work. So his voice, his body, the execution is so weak. Maybe if he talks to 100 people, somebody's going to buy out of pity. <laughs> they don't want his kids to starve, right? But he's not going to get the result. So the core difference in people is how do you produce certainty when the world isn't giving it to you? You go out and you try and you try in your case, you're 100,000 in debt, nothing's working. How do you keep yourself going? The way you did it, the way I did it, the way you're doing it, we may not have done it consciously, is we didn't change our potential, that was there, and it wasn't even taking more action. Taking more action with a belief it's not going to work, it's not going to change anything. We got results in our head that made us feel certain as if it had already happened. True or false for you? True. Right? So give me an example so people know I'm not just making this crap up. Well, I mean, just like when I had nothing. I already knew I was driving like Ferraris and Porsches and stuff because I always wanted those cars. I right. already knew I was going to have them. It was inevitable. Right. I inevitably, you know, that was just my inevitable outcome. But how did you do that? Did you have a ritual? Did you think about it regularly? Was it one time you thought about it or was it something you had an obsession towards? I had an obsession towards it. I mean, yeah. I used to go, I used to work at a video store, which is the last job I ever had in my life. Thank God. And uh, I used to go to, to work almost every day. And I used to bring two magazines with me to read on my breaks. Entrepreneur Magazine, just to read about business and everything yeah. else, and read about what other people are doing, look for role models. And I used to carry an auto trader with me. And wow. I used to look at Porsches that were for sale. Yeah. And people always used to ask me, what are you doing with that Auto Trader Magazine? I'm like, well, I'm just picking out the Porsche that I'm going to buy. Right. When I'm, Which probably got you a lot of crap. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, people made fun of me. Sure. I, I actually had a boss at that job tell me, you know, you really shouldn't do that to yourself, John, because it's, it's very, very likely that that is never going to happen. That it's very likely that you, you're never going to have that car. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of belief he was trying to put in my head. And I was like, no, you don't realize that it's, it's inevitable right. that I will drive here at sometime in the near future with that car when I'm not working for you right. and drop movies off for you to put back on the shelf. And that actually happened. And it was one of the most oh, fulfilling days of my entire life. And the great thing was when I pulled up in this car, I was, well, you know, I was in my mid-20s, yeah. a car that most mid-20s... What know, kind of car was it? It was a Porsche 911 Turbo. It was sure. a convertible and everything. Sure. It was a beautiful car. It was one I went out. Yeah. 
what I always dreamed rocket. of having. But you know, for a few years, I always circle the ads of which ones I was going to buy. Well, when I finally got it and I pulled up at the store, you know, I had all these people, some people that were still working at this $7 an hour job were there years after I left. And I'll never forget this, even the boss and stuff, and, and the reaction of the people was like, wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Is that your dad's car? <laughs> and all I said to them was, not exactly. Good for and you. And I just smiled and just left. But it was, you know, I just, I, I, it's the weirdest thing, but I just knew it was going to happen. But you knew it because I you did. I conditioned myself you to You did it over and over again. Was, yeah. I'll give you a perfect example of this. You know, they did studies, many have been done at this element, where they want to say, how much does the mind affect performance? So I take basketball. I've worked with a lot of NBA players and turn them around. And one of the problems many of them have is they'll choke on the free throw line. You know, well, everybody knows in that case, if you normally shoot really well and now you're not, something's interfering. Something's getting in front of your state. Some uncertainty, right? Obviously. So they take a group and say, we're going to make them better. How do you make somebody better who's got this mental block? So they take a group of guys and they're going to do free throws and they do one group where they just practice for six weeks. Totally intense practice and I forget the number of free throws, but they got to do this many free throws every day. Take a second group and they have them not practice at all. Obvious. And they take a third group and they don't let them touch a basketball. All they do is have them practice in their mind, but the key is, it's not practice makes perfect, it's perfect practice makes perfect, as corny as that sounds. So these guys see themselves making the shot every single time, conditioning their mind and body that it's perfect every time. They're not interrupted by a reality that would screw with them. So at the end of six weeks, they tally it up, and now they give them a test to see who has the highest free throw percentage you know, success. What do you guess it's gonna be? Well, the obvious person says, obviously, it's not the guys that didn't practice, but which one is it, the mind or is it the ones that actually practice? I'm assuming the mind. Yeah, you would assume it because it's true. Right. You intuitively know the truth, that practicing's not enough. It's getting yourself so certain so many times that now when you go to do it, there's no hesitancy and you execute. It's having that absolute certainty that makes you tap your full potential, take massive action, get massive results, be reinforced to have even stronger belief. This is what makes somebody a star at anything. It's like Jack Nicholas, the golfer. He yes. visualized every shot and where it was going, landing right where he wanted it before he ever hit it. Every single time. And what do every most golfers single do? Time. They just take a practice swing and they kind of hope for the best and point in the right direction and hit it. And some of them, if they've had some bad hits, what are they really focusing on? You know, I don't what I do don't want to do. do. Exactly. exactly. And that's the same thing here. So I'll show you a little stupid little physical technique for this. So stand up for a second. You guys going to do this with the camera show? So try this for a second. So just put your feet together and then put your right index finger straight out in front of you like this. Okay? And all I want you to do is I want you to just turn clockwise comfortably as far as you normally turn. Just notice where you naturally stop. Go ahead and turn clockwise. People at home can do this too. Keep your feet straight. Notice where you stop. Come back around to me. Back around to me. Okay, good. Yeah, you're really good at this, right? <laughs> Drop your hand. Now let's do something really simple. Close your eyes. And you don't even have to visualize. Just feel. I want you to imagine your finger coming back up again. And this time, see and feel it coming up. Don't actually make it happen, but feel like it's happening. Imagine your mind that you're actually doing it. You're seeing it, you're feeling it. And then make it like a game where you turn twice as far this time. Like you're a little kid, you know, and somebody measures you and you go, I'm taller, come on, measure me this week. And you, that desire to do a little further. And then in your mind, do it again. Your feet are straight together, and in your mind, feel your finger coming up, see it coming up, and imagine going three times as far this time. And then one more time, bring your finger up, and you're like an owl. Your feet are straight, and you turn all the way around, and it comes all the way around to the front. See it, and feel it, and enjoy it each time like it's a game, like you can't wait to go further.
and you know you do every time. And when you can feel that, it feels good, then open your eyes and now put your finger straight in front of you and turn as far as you can comfortably and see what happens this time. Go. Break my back. Now notice, I don't know if the camera's got it, but you don't even have to ask the camera. You can ask yourselves. Come back around. Did you go further this time, yes or no? A lot further. I think I went about 50% further. 50% further. Well, 50 yeah, further. How much further for you? About the same. Yeah. The average person will go 25% further. Now, here's the question. We're superior. We're superior pointers. <laughs> there you go. It's you superior know. right finger pointers. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you have the potential to turn as far as you did the second time the first time? Yes. Why didn't you? I didn't believe it, I guess. We have beliefs about stuff we don't even know we have beliefs. You have an unconscious belief about how far you can turn comfortably. The first time I did it, when I pointed straight back, yeah. I thought I, was, I probably shouldn't even go that far, like it was going to hurt me or that I, yeah. I wasn't capable of going any yeah. farther. Like, and how much further did you go this time? And the camera I knows it. over there. That's exactly over there. right. Now, here's the difference. The potential was there the first time, and you took action, and you got a result, but it was 50% less than what you did later on, and the only difference is they changed your belief. How did I change your belief? We didn't work harder on your potential. We didn't take more action. I got you to see the result in advance. I got to see it vividly two or three times, that's all, of going further, and then your brain went, oh, I know what to do, boom, it went there. Isn't that what you did by looking at your cars every single day and envisioning it? I mean, isn't that what you did when you created whatever the vision was, it was $300, $2,500, a million bucks in a day? Yeah, that's, that's what's missing for these people. They're not getting that execution is everything, but it doesn't happen if you don't get the psychology set of a state of total certainty. And you, can, you just change that 50%, in three minutes worth of visualization. And, and visualization is only one technique. Because I was like losing my balance with my eyes closed, but I was kind of like lopsided. So I got one good visualization, and the rest of the time I was like, I sure hope I don't fall down on camera with my eyes closed. It's going to look really <laughs> dumb. <laughs> have to do it. So you don't even have to be good at visualization. You can still get the improvement. So I want you to get, you know, you ask the question, what is that difference in people? This changes people's certainty. People are uncertain they're going to succeed. They want it, but they're afraid. The best way to deal with a fear is get a big enough reason that makes you have to succeed or condition yourself where you see it and feel it so often that you're certain that you just do it. That's all it really takes. That's awesome. awesome. And anybody who wants to succeed has got to know it doesn't just happen. You can buy a product, but you also, with that product, have got to condition yourself. You've got to make it a must, and you've got to get a ritual. And if you do it, whatever you used to dream about you thought was so huge, you'll just live it. You'll live it like you lived this yesterday. Like We're all living the life that we envisioned because we had to. And because we played this game with our head, we got the belief to be real by seeing it enough times and feeling it enough times till our brain believed it and then it made it happen. Which raised the potential, which made us take more action, which got us better results, which raised our beliefs again. That's right. And then that's why, that's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. So instead of bitching about it, change it. And what I hope is people watching this stuff, maybe something in here will piss them off enough or remind them of something or say there is a plan and it isn't just luck. And if I just get my big enough why and I get a little system for conditioning myself, and if I start to feel overwhelmed, I just do one next step, and I keep learning and keep moving forward, I will get there. And if we accomplish that out of this conversation, then this conversation was kick-ass and fun, not just for us, but it'll be something that we'll be really proud of a long time. Whether that happens or not really has nothing to do with us, but whether or not people take it in as real and do something with it. I hope they will. I that, think a lot that of people we can't will. Control. I think they will. Thanks a lot for awesome. meeting with Thank us. Thank you. So yeah, really, as always, he, he you know has dedicated his life to figuring this stuff out, and obviously he's gotten some pretty amazing results in his own life, so uh, definitely someone uh, worthy of, of paying attention to when he talks about this sort of stuff, and, and it, you know, it, it's really great because he doesn't really talk about um, 
law of attraction and things like that so much in this particular talk, but it, it's really what it comes down to. It's like you talked about the four steps. You've got your potential, and then you've got your uh, action, then you've got your results, and then fourth, you're reinforcing your belief and your potential. So it's like this sort of circle. And what's happened is, it, I always say it's like a domino effect. It either goes in a good direction or a bad direction. So if you can just start at number four, reinforcing the belief, uh, that really sets number one, two, and three, potential action and results in motion. So if you can just start, you know, I, it's one of the positive head uh, chemistry quote t-shirts, be it to see it. If you can be it first, if you can drum up the feeling as if it were already so, that is the beginning of everything. And, and you know, and that's a lot what this show is about is, well, 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 you know, what am I? What is my potential really? And that's what we're trying to get to in general. So with this person that wrote in, do you realize who and what you are? Like, have you really accepted the fact that you're a eternal spiritual being that is one with the source that created all things, unlimited abundance and motivation and power and energy at your disposal, just waiting for you to call it in? I mean, when you really, really sit with that and really understand that, all of you listening, all of us, you are you are one with what created all things. So you talk about motivation to do stuff. Well, it's actually a part of you that created the entire cosmos. <laughs> like talk about, you know, figuring something out that's pretty brilliant. I mean, I know that's mind-blowing blowing, but really, I believe that wholeheartedly to be so. To be so. We may not remember uh, being involved in that process. You may not remember creating this whole experience of uh, life in the physical dimension, but I believe wholeheartedly that you did. So now what are we talking about? We're talking about something very small in comparison. How do you make some you know small dream happen in your life? Well, just start channeling in the 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 part of your higher self that has done so, 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 so much more than you could ever do in this little measly physical body. And so I think, you know, just really resonating, meditating on that fact, you know, um, he talks a lot, Tony talked a lot about making changes in your head, you know, um, and, you know, you know, the four minute mile or, um, you know, these guys who, uh, practice basketball in their mind and got the best results. It's the same thing. You know, this has been proven over and over and over again, yet look at your life. How much are you practicing in your mind? How much are you drumming up the feeling of having that car that you want or drumming up the feeling of, you know, making the basket like the basketball players did? They spent time and energy on this stuff. And, uh, are you spending time and energy drumming up the vibration of that which you want? Drum up the vibration of, of motivated version of yourself, right? The version of yourself taking action. See yourself taking action, feeling good doing it, getting results. You know, same thing. Th- this basketball story is repeated time and time again. Just my own life. I can take my my grandfather and father were both um, skeet shooting champions in Virginia, you know, years back. Uh, my grandfather winning uh, state you know, championship, he had said, and he didn't believe in any of this kind of stuff. Um, he was an unreal country bumpkin. And, uh, but what did he do? He figured out that if I see the, the clay pigeon, the clay target breaking in my mind before I pull the trigger, it seems to work. And that's exact, just like, you know, the golfer, just like the basketball player works across the board. It can work in any aspects of your life. So start dedicating 10 minutes a day, not only to taking actionable steps, dedicate 10 minutes a day to visualization and drumming up the vibration of what you are. Spend 10 minutes a day listening to, um, you know, information like this, which, you know, the person who wrote in obviously is doing, right? Um, That's a great step because what am I telling you? I'm here telling you, you are literally one with the source that created and gets 
the, the ultimate doer, right? You said you're not a doer. Not true. That's a story that you're telling yourself. That's a story that you've uh, sort of given life to in this lifetime. Great. The good news is your past doesn't exist. Show it to me. You can't prove it to me. It's not there. You're reborn in this moment as you listen to this podcast. Start, change the story to, I am the ultimate doer. I've just been sleeping. I've been lazy. I've been not using my tools and I'm ready to use them. That's once again, very well said. Oh, wise one. (laughs) But no, that you circle on all the important points because I think, yeah, I can expound on things that you've said, but uh, yeah, you've... uh, uh, got the secret sauce there, and it's it's as you've said, Brandon. If you if you take a step back and look at these things, look at what we're talking about. Yeah, it's been discussed before because it obviously it really does work. Uh, you have to think of That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, go see for yourself. You what know? exactly? What are the principles behind all this stuff? You know, we talk about it every day, right? So you can come back tomorrow for another sort of discussion about this. But um, yeah, the things that have been brought up in on episodes prior, and that Tony Robbins, for example, talks about, like. Writing things down, right? Like yep. I was thinking, break it down. That's one it, thing right? you can do. You're drumming up the vibration yeah. when you're writing it down. Yeah, please take the time because if it's something hugely important to you in your life, and obviously it's worth taking the time to right. sit down and write it down. You can start by s- sort of splaying out your confusion on your diary and just be like, okay, I don't know what the f is going on in my life, but here's where I'm beginning. Right. Yep. So move consciously from that confusion to clarity. You can go like, okay, I'm starting confused, so. Let me write out my thoughts and feelings. Look at what everything is showing you. So yeah, if there's a lot of resistance coming up, look at what that is showing you. Why am I so resistant, right? Yeah. Uh, once again, the whole past element is going to have something to do with that. So make a point to try and break that uh, link consciously. Yeah. Make a point to, that's where you, the whole changing their routine comes in, yep. right? Yep. I relate very much to the analogy of um, how an athlete or a musician, well, I was thinking from the musician standpoint, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's also involving using my body, right? Right. What happens is I'm a guitar player, but I can think of a drummer, for example, as well. And someone who's never played an instrument, how they might have, might approach that whole scenario and go like, oh, I'm so uncoordinated, right? Like I could never play the drums. People might think that, right? Yep. Because it takes this a degree of skill. You see these amazing drummers. Well, you have to start somewhere. So you start with very simple beats Yep. and you start very slow so that your brain develops the entrainment patterns, right? Like yep. you're literally creating a new ne- neural pathway. So there has to be, there is the component of visualization too. You have to know that you can do this. At first, you don't know that you can, but you mm-hmm. have the belief, right? You're, you're yeah. like, okay, if I apply myself slowly but surely, methodically, I can do this. So yeah, that's you're breaking it down and that's yeah. how you do it. And you hear interesting ideas about um, you know, even getting more out there with sort of uh, using your imagination, your your most powerful tool that's been suppressed, <laughs> but using it to, you know, imagine that there's infinite versions of self and there's the you that is major doer. Now start focusing on calling in the the energy of that other you in an yeah, alternate timeline. Yes. I think that is a, you know, Bashar would call this a permission slip. You're just, you're creating a permission slip. How can I access this information? There's been people that claim to, speaking of guitar or painting, you know, there's that guy, Burt Goldman, who talks about quantum jumping, you know, where he claims that he started painting because he tapped into another version of himself who's a great painter and he instantly could paint. I, you know, wow, that's I, awesome. there's a lot that's of really, really, cool. really yeah. interesting stories of, of things like this. Um where, uh, you know, this sort of thing, I, I think I told the story once before, I had a friend who had someone who was really into this idea and started, uh, got pulled over by a cop and the cop was like giving it to them. They kind of were going back and forth and there was even threatening to arrest them, went back to their car. The cop went back to the car to run their plates 
And then the person started meditating on tapping into another version of themselves that is a sovereign soul in another timeline, meaning they're not subjected to the laws of the land. And you can look into sovereign soul. It's kind of a thing where you really don't have to be subjected to the laws that govern us and so forth. And uh, so she started tapping into this whole feeling of, I want to call forth the version of me that is not subjected to any of these laws. This guy's about to give me a ticket or worse, arrest me. And all of a sudden, after a few minutes of meditating on that, the cop just started its car behind her and drove off and never, never came back. And here <laughs> they were on the verge of getting arrested right. or a ticket, you know, and, uh, and then, uh, all of a sudden the cop just pulled away after they meditated on this for five minutes. So this is getting a little more out there, but you know what, uh, what I found every time I explore something that's quote unquote out there is, uh, reality is stranger than <laughs> fiction. And so this would be just another permission slip. If you're telling the story of this alternate version of self and you're calling in that energy and you're believing that, then, then it's working. You're creating that effect. You're creating that vibration. You're creating that energy. So, um, Hopefully this helps. Uh, we're definitely uh, getting down to it for today. We would like to leave you guys with a little bit, uh, a little bit of uh, musical love to listen to. What do you got queued up today, Dalian? It's a Spangle track. Spangle is one of my favorite electronic artists. Ah. This track is called "I Am You." Hope you enjoy. And before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add. This podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I. So if you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes. Since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting, uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise. As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.
Why? 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 Why?